Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web, light novel, and manga review. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists and writers that are part of this amazing explosion of creativity, giving us stories to entertain and inspire us. We'd like to welcome Jerry Hines, author of the original English light novel series, Pathology of the Grand Design, Deals with Nature, Integrity of the Super Club, Made from Sapphire, and Perfect World. Welcome, Jerry. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I uh, always love to talk to creators. So, you seem to, from what I'm gathering, um, from looking at some of your samples of some of your work, you tend to write a combination of romantic comedy and urban fantasy. Is that how you would describe your work, or do you have another way of putting it? Um, well, like the best way that I would describe it is mostly like urban fantasy and sci-fi. Um, you know, just recently, I've made the switch to the light novel format. Um, but before that, you know, you can say that I did like young adult or like new adult. And, you know, it's all been like, you know, sci-fi and like urban fantasy or some kind of combination of those. Um, but like my earlier works, you know, they weren't really like full-blown light novels, like, I guess you could say. They were like anime influenced. But they were more like the American or like the Western style, you know. Okay. So, um, well, thinking so about right now, thinking... I got my two series. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to ask uh, you. So right now, I'm... We'll try that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, well, talking about <laughs> how you were starting, um, so and what you were working on when you first started. So, what got you started as a writer? Uh, oh man, that's just. This is something that I've always been doing, um, you know, just writing and like telling stories. Um, I've been doing it my whole life, you know, ever since I was like too young to question why I was doing it. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was a little kid, I used to just make like stick figure comics, you know, before I could even write like full sentences. So it was just something that I used to do. And that kind of mentality is just something that stuck with me all through my adult life. So. I just, just something I do. <laughs> Some of us are just born storytellers, and we just have all these things in our head that we like to get out. Um, I think so. Yeah. The so when you were when you said you were writing, your early writings may have been a little bit anime influenced. Uh, now, do you did you think of it as fanfic? I will admit, probably the first story I wrote. It wasn't fanfic, but it was definitely a make a Macross esque style universe that I uh, hashed okay. out when I was in in the mid nineteen eighties. So, uh, did you have that kind of influence when it comes to it? Is it almost fanfic? Is it is it more like uh, just that uh, genre appeal that you try and embody or tried to embody it when you started? Uh, you know, I've never actually done any fanfic. Um, you know, I was just trying to, like, embody, like, the anime style or, like, you know, the kind of stories that they would have in, like, all the JRPGs that I used to play. Um, so it was really more like the style that I was going for. Um, 
I never did any fanfic. Um, I know that a lot of people start out with fanfic, and I've actually kind of considered it. You know, I, I would have to choose, you know, what fiction to go off of, but I would say sometime in the future, it might be just a fun little hobby for me to, you know, get into, kind of keep my creative writing going. Hey, I am one to... I, I tell the stu my students, those that like to write, and usually counter anyone, especially on Twitter, who's like, oh, fanfic is crap. Like, it's just writing from a prompt. It's the same as your English teacher gave you. They've given you a scenario right. and a setting and characters and saying, what can you add to the story? And I, I think it's a great exercise for a writer. It can be. I mean, I have, I have two that were that are up on a fanfic 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 site um that actually did pretty well when i posted them several years ago and i wrote them because i enjoyed writing in that universe and it was fun to do you know that's really like the important thing you know it's if it's fun just do it um yeah i don't really know why some people like bash on it um, I guess just because it's, you know, it's not like their original idea, but I don't know. I say if it's fun and if it helps stretch your creative muscle, you should go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what is it that generally inspires you to write? We talked about that it's something that you've always done, but is there any well that you go to to gain inspiration? Uh, I'm not really sure. You know, it's just kind of like a, just like a an impulse it's kind of like this you know something i just have these stories inside of me and i'll just get like these ideas and i'll be like you know that's kind of a cool idea i wonder if i could you know build off of it and a lot of times i'll just take that and just go with it and end up getting like a story out of it and then you know once i get that ball rolling it's pretty hard to stop <laughs> well, well, so i just get stuck in it and i just keep doing it do you start with the world or do you start with characters uh, you know, sometimes both. Um, I would say definitely, you know, my original stories, um, before I was doing light novels, those were more like a, like a world at first, you know, get like the idea for like a premise or something and then start to, you know, figure like, okay, what kind of characters can I have, you know, go through this. Um, but recently with my two light novel series, um, these have been, you know, focusing on the characters first and then building off everything else. Okay, yeah. I know there are some writers who build, uh, obsessively world-build, uh, and then drop average person A or B into that world and see how they react. Uh, it's It's in some ways a more challenging way to write, because if you don't have a fleshed out character in the beginning, you may not have one at the end either. Right. Well, so what, out of your series, uh, what's your, the favorite universe that you've created? <laughs> um, easily, I would say the integrity of the super club. Uh, so that's my rom-com. And out of the two series, this is the one that is, you know, um, a lot more of like a light novel. Um, and it's also the only story that I've done that doesn't take place in like, you know, quote unquote, the real modern world. Okay. Um, all of my other stories are kind of like the urban fantasies or like sci-fis, 
and they take place in some like you know modern American setting. But with my rom-com, Integrity of the Super Club, it's just like a whole different place. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like complete freedom to like just do whatever I want. Um, it's still like kind of like a, a modern society. Um, it ended up like accidentally becoming kind of like a satirical modern society. You know, that's not really what I was aiming for, but it kind of like became like that a little bit. And uh, so, you know, that they have like smartphones and like a lot of like modern day stuff. Um, but I also try to incorporate like societies and cultures from all around the world into this little place that I made. And uh, so that's why, you know, they measure everything with like the metric system or like a lot of their uh, like foods and like common like street vendor fare are all things that you would find in like Japan. And so it's just kind of like a, a meld of like modern society with like a little bit of a satirical spin on <laughs> And I can do whatever I want. Hey, it, you're the writer. You can always do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did when when you're creating these things, uh, do you have trouble sometimes? I love this question. Do you ever write yourself into a corner? Oh, man. Uh, yes, <laughs> I do. Um, that's honestly probably my biggest um, problem that I have to try and overcome. Uh, I know that if I can, you know, stop writing myself into all these dead ends, um, I'll be a lot more efficient as a writer. Um, but I don't know, like, it's really common for me to, like, uh, create, like, these, I guess you could call them, like, logical problems in my story. Like, I'll write something early on, and then, like, later on, you're, like, just writing further into something and realize, oh, I just made, like, this whole, like, arc based off of something that, you know, couldn't have happened. So I have to go back and try and, like, rewrite it and figure out what's going on. So, <laughs> uh, and I don't know. Uh, I've tried, like, plotting and, like, outlining and trying to, like, you know, figure it out beforehand so I don't do this. But I'm beginning to think that if I do that too much, that's part of the problem. Because um, some of my earlier stuff before the light novels didn't really have that problem. And that was just, you know, like discovery writing. You know, just get the idea, go with it, write it from start to finish. Maybe, like, have a couple of plot holes here and there, but not, like, huge, big, obvious story-breaking things. Uh, so, you know, yes, <laughs> I have the problem of writing myself in the corners. <laughs> don't, don't feel special because we all do. Trust me. We all write ourselves <laughs> into corners. Uh, but, uh, it is just, it's part of the struggle that makes it interesting. Did, yeah. uh, yeah. Did you, so do you try mapping everything out ahead of time or do you, are you more of a discovery writer and seeing where it takes you? Uh, I, I kind of think that I'm somewhere like in the middle. Um, with, with Anno Domini, that was more of like the heavily plotted one, um, at least with like these first two books that I have out now. I'm probably going to give myself a little bit more freedom because I'm learning that, you know, writing the integrity of the super club, um, it's, it's easier for me to just have like a little bit of like a 
like like a, an outline or like a backbone that I stick to. But with the discovery writing, you know, I feel like things like flow better and, you know, things don't really feel forced or contrived or I end up you know, writing myself into some pre-planned corner. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, so far with my rom-com, um, and this is kind of an example of just how this discovery writing can like, change things. Uh, so far, I'm still sticking to like the main outline that I had backed out. But this was supposed to be like a, a single standalone novel that yeah. I'm working on just to try and get away from, you know, my main series, Final Domini. And I'm right now planning part four of this series. <laughs> so it's still sticking to the plan, but it's definitely taking its own turn. <laughs> so do you find it easier to write dialogue or are you a, a setting or omniscient writer where you... You do a lot of narration on what things are doing, uh, what is going on. Uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty good at both. Um, I do both. And, you know, it, it kind of depends on, like, the, the scene or, like, what's going on. Um, I do have a lot of, you know, just, like, dialogue-heavy scenes in all of my stories. Um, but at the same time... I like to do just like a lot of like the narrative and explaining things, you know, because sometimes I feel like I might just have these characters ramble for like too long. Like they're explaining important things, but I'm like, can I just like sum this up or like, you know, like explain like what's going on in the environment. So it's both of those that I really try to try to do my best at. And uh, I know that like light novels really focus a lot on dialogue. So I'm trying to like focus on that too and try and make that better and just all around trying to make it all better. <laughs> the, um, so in, in this process, do you on the opposite side, uh, the opposite side of the coin of writing yourself into a corner, do you ever write something that surprises you? Do you ever end up in places you didn't expect? Uh, yes, that happens. Um, happily more than writing myself in the corners <laughs> um it, it's pretty common for like a character to like develop kind of how i expected to but much better um or like i'll have a few things going on with the plot and i'll realize like hey i can have these things kind of come together and it just works out better than what i thought it would or you know, something totally new can crop up, like a side plot or like some aspect to like the world or the environment, like something. And it just always surprises me. Um, and that is probably the most fun part of discovery writing, I think, is these surprises where it's like, man, I, I didn't think I could be this good. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> so um, what's your favorite kind of scene to write? Are you... Uh... Are you good at, do you like writing action? Do you like writing, uh, setting the stage? Do you like writing the interactions? Uh, I would say probably the character interactions um, are the most fun for me. Um, you know, that kind of ties into like all the dialogue that I tend to do. And uh, so, yeah, I would say like the, just how characters build their relationships with each other and just the things that they do uh, but also, I have a lot of action scenes, and 
they're like a totally different pace, but it's kind of like a different kind of fun. Because, you know, I can kind of like, all right, these characters aren't really supposed to be talking this much. They're doing stuff. So I kind of like visualize like what they're doing. And um, I would say as, as fun as that is, it's probably not quite as fun as like just characters talking to each other. <laughs> it, it, it sounds kind of boring, but I think that's my favorite part. The uh, when you're okay, were you a were you a natural? Uh, I, I've been trying to explain this to some kids. You you're not not everyone who's a writer was naturally gifted as a writer. You can be great at storytelling, but when it comes to putting that on paper and having sentence structure or getting them than like speaking about them. <laughs> It's kind of this joke that I say where, like, you know, I I talk good, but I write well. <laughs> <laughs> so I can always say that even though the stories were there, I was also very lucky to be able to, uh, like, convey these stories on paper also. So, you know, like grammar and stuff like that, I feel like I'm pretty, pretty good at grammar and, like, sentence structures. Um, not quite as good as, like, an editor would be, you know, but... I think for, like, the average layman, I have pretty good uh, understanding of, like, commas and, like, semicolons. <laughs> yeah, I've I've edited uh, quite a few paragraph-long sentences. So, uh, but a lot of times, <laughs> even though they're high school kids, they're still learning. So you just got to let it go. Right, right. The yep. So what authors have been your biggest influence? Uh, well, that's a big pool to choose from. <laughs> um, I would say, well, like, first, early on, um, it was probably, like, comic books, like, like newspaper comics. So, like, Calvin and Hobbes and Garfield were, like, my jam when I was a kid. Um, and then, you know, really, I haven't really read too many actual Japanese light novels. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of... I'm falling short on that aspect, <laughs> but um, let's see. Well, well the the, the question though. was what what authors do you admire, and you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a light novel author. Yeah, I I kind of like Brett Easton Ellis, um, author of like American Psycho and Less Than Zero. Just <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure like what it is about his writing. I honestly think he has kind of like a terrible writing style because <laughs> it's all like telling and like no showing. But I think it just somehow works so well with what he does because he just writes like really messed up things. And like his, his style is just kind of like this raw, like a documentary form. And it's just, I don't know, this is weird. And uh, so he's definitely one that I like. Um, I would say... Edgar Allan Poe is one of my favorites, for sure. Um, and, uh, like, a little bit of, like, H.P. Lovecraft also. And uh, I would say, like, yeah, like, those are my big ones. Yeah, I I always tell uh, people that uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald was always one of my greatest influences in that I really appreciated the stories he could tell in... If you notice, none of his books are long. Like, Great Gatsby is 
not that long of a novel, but it is an amazing novel. Uh, and he does such a good job at creating a world and creating characters that you like in a standalone piece and in, you know, somewhere around a hundred thousand words. It's always, uh, always fascinated me that the simplistic styles that he used were, um, were so captivating, I guess, is the term. I've always been a Fitzgerald fan, but, uh, you know, there's, there's so many in modern day that I read a lot of, I mean, I read a lot of light novels, that's for sure. And then, uh, Gail Carriger, who writes the Soulless series, uh, among many others, she's been one of my favorite authors in the modern era because her writing and dialogue are so witty and punchy you know it, yeah <laughs> the um so do do you uh do you watch a lot do you watch any anime i generally ask this uh, question it's not i watch a ton of anime <laughs> okay so uh what would you say uh who who's who's your favorite who's who's uh who are you watching uh man so <laughs> that's kind of a loaded question because yeah. like there's so many different ones that i like um i like all different kinds of genres all different kinds of like styles like visual like storytelling styles um uh, i would say though one of my favorites is lucky star uh <laughs> i don't know like there's just something like goofy and like oddly humorous about it like it's, it's so slice of life but it always brings me up. It always makes me feel good. And uh, so that's definitely like one of my favorites. Um, we, we all need one like that. I also like a lot of like the more like, I guess you could say like cerebral or like darker ones too. Um, like uh, Ergo Proxy, like Elf and Lead, some of my favorites. Um, Stein's Gate, I know is a favorite among the original light novel community. <laughs> but uh I think the first time I saw Stein's Gate, I must have gave it like uh, an 11 out of 10 or something. <laughs> like, it just blew me away. So like that, uh, Guilty Crown is one of my favorites. Um, Matica Magica. Um, you know, like, I also like the just crazy, like, etchy, goofy ones, too. Like, the this over-the-top harems. Like, like, High School DxD is a great one. And uh, even, like, the middle-of-the-road, like, rom-coms. You know, like, Toradora. And uh, Pet Girl of Soccer or so are like some of my top favorites. So my tastes are like all over the spectrum. <laughs> and I try and put that into my writing. Well, hey, that, I mean, it's good that, you know, to like multiple genres. And I mean, I tell a lot of people that I've never seen, I've never seen a bad anime, just one that doesn't appeal to me. Because right. there are so many that I know, I mean, they're good. I may not have liked them but there's nothing that invalidates them as a as a piece of uh as a piece of entertainment i mean i'll say right and though i mean i i'm an open advocate for uh i 100 percent love and adore and watched a thousand times um <laughs> sicano how to raise a boring girlfriend i think it's one of the <laughs> the, the smartest uh, wittiest, 
deconstructions of the harem genre that anybody ever put out there. And uh, I haven't seen that one. It is it How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend. There are two seasons and a movie. The movie is not yet available. Anaplex, if you're listening, please release the movie on DVD because <laughs> please <laughs> we haven't those of us who did not live in Japan couldn't watch it. I can't even get a pirate right. version of it yet. So <laughs> I need them to really I need them to release a copy of it because it's the dialogue is very witty. It's a deconstruction of the harem genre. The biggest complaint people have is um they don't like the the MC, but the MC is intentionally the way he is because he's supposed to be the a harem MC, which is generally kind of flat. And all the right. characters are archetypes and they in a way they know they are the archetypes. So it's 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 very funny. I, I definitely recommend um uh watching that. If you like good writing, uh it's spectacular. Uh, oh man, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, how to raise a boring girlfriend. The first season is on Crunchy, the second season is on Prime. And like I said, there's a third, but it's there's a uh, movie that is the final, and uh, but that's not out yet. So, but uh, yeah, I'm t- making a note right now. Yeah, Sakano, S A E K A N O, or How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend, and hands All off. Right. Nope, taken. And hands off the waifu of the twin tailed sundry. She's mine. Oh man. Oh, we're gonna have to go to war. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love my twin tails, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us do. <laughs> yes, yes, or like, and the most underrated twin tails. Gotta be the twin tails, the anime. That's just funny in itself, but yeah. <laughs> a boy who gets superpowers, but he gets those superpowers when he magically transforms. Into a twin, he- twin-tailed redhead. Oh man, <laughs> it's that it, sounds crazy. <laughs> it is crazy and it is funny. Um, well, let me wrap this up. Uh, we can see uh, your books on the web at jerryhinesofficial.com. and if you want interactions, we can see you at Jerry Barry Hines on Twitter. And uh, I say this at the end of every broadcast, I can't tell you how exciting it is to live in an age where creators are able to access the market and get their stories out there without the impossibly high bars that the major publishing houses set. Uh, I think all stories are valid. Absolutely. All stories are valid and you can find an audience, uh, for your story it just takes a will to write it and put it out there and that is one of the bravest things that anybody will ever do is when they take their work and they put it out there for others to look at but it is also an amazing thing so i'd like to thank uh you jerry uh i if you're listening i'd like you to take time to subscribe to wlnm uh, where we hope to continue to highlight the best independent creators have to offer. Until next time, keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.